This hour of Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. Now back to Spears and Ali on 1490 AM, 94.9 HD Channel 4, ESPN Tucson. All right, welcome back to Spears and Ali, hour number two, presented by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. Got a very special segment here. It's the Borgay Takeover on ESPN Radio. We got the Borgay brothers, Trenton, Trayson, and Coben joining us in studio. And then uh, later on at 825, we also will be joined by the the better sibling, right? The more athletic sibling, Rylan Borgay. She'll be calling us six-time state champion and future ASU Sun Devil. And, of course, we have uh, father, Toby Borgay, joining us in studio as well to talk about his amazing children. All right, guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for stopping by. Let's uh, let's start off with with Trenton. My goodness, what a year for you, man! You take over as starting quarterback at ASU. Uh, what can you tell us just about the journey and what this year meant for you? Yeah, you know, it was a very fun year. You know, very blessed. Um, you know, just to you know have all the work that you know I've put in over the years and you know making a lot of memories. You know, with my friends, my family, all my teammates, my coaches. I mean, it wasn't the season we wanted. Um, you know, record-wise, but, you know, we made a lot of memories and just looking forward to the future and just building off of that. As a Tucson kid, how do you look back on that Territorial Cup game? Because you grew up going to those games, being a part of it, playing in it. I'm sure it was a roller coaster of emotions for you. Yeah, you know, it was very special to, you know, be in that stadium, you know, being on, you know, being a Sun Devil, you know, growing up, like I said, you know, uh, growing up a Wildcat fan and going to the home games, you know, from the time I was born to the time I was 15. Um, but, you know, like I said, I texted my dad after the game and just, you know, when I was on the bus, I was like, that was fun. You know, I know it wasn't the outcome we wanted. You know, it was a close game. It was a great game. Um, but to be able to play in that game and to represent for Tucson and all my family, my friends that I grew up with, uh, to do, go out there and do my thing, it, it was special. And then uh, for you, Coben, uh, being a part of, you know, th- this journey w- with your brother, you, you two are both at ASU. You're both playing football. What does it mean for you to, to be a part of this? It really is just a big blessing, like what Trenton was saying, and to be a part of it, you you can't take it for granted, and uh, I just have to remind myself that I'm in a blessed position uh, day in and day out, and to to give my all, because there's a thousand kids that would die to be in my position, so for me to be given an opportunity to play with Trenton, let alone play Division One football, is just, it's all a huge blessing, and for it to come together like it is, and see how the story is continuing right now, and for Trenton to get his shot, and then for me to just be able to work for it, um, I definitely don't take it for granted ever. How did the opportunity at ASU happen for you? So after seeing T do his thing, get his shot, um, and be put on scholarship and all that good stuff, and I was like, you know what? I shouldn't hang up the cleats yet. It's not time. I was just going to school at the time for my freshman year. Yeah. And uh, knowing T and then the guys that were on the team already had the connection with people. Um, So just talking with coaches and kind of waiting patiently for it to all work out. And when the right time came, uh, I was able to join the team in the fall of 2021. So it just kind of worked out, just being patient, but... It took a year for me to realize that I needed to get back to it. So it was good for me to take that kind of break and then get back into it. So you've had the luxury of being teammates with your brother and also taking a step back where you guys aren't on the field at the same time or you're not teammates. So what was it like when you guys weren't teammates? Yeah, I mean, I never realized what I was missing when I was playing with him, obviously, because that's all I knew. I didn't know any better. So then not playing with him and taking a break was like, yeah, this I don't really want to do this. I don't want to be sitting around <laughs> doing nothing. I don't want to be the the brother that's at the house waiting for them to get home from practice. It just felt weird. Yeah. Like I was just waking up on my own. I didn't really have a set schedule other than classes. Like I need to be doing something right now. Like I'm too young to not be doing anything. And sports have been my life all growing up. So I was I was glad to get back to it. 
And then uh, for you, Trayson, um, you are the other D1 football player in the family right now, and you just finished up your first year at Western Michigan. And all I got to know is what was it like playing in the snow game? Uh, who were you guys playing against again? Uh, our rival, so Central Michigan. Central Michigan, how many feet of snow? Oh, yeah, it was crazy. I mean, warm-ups, it was like a little drizzle of snow, and I warmed up with my glasses on because that's just – I wanted to be different, so I'm warming up my glasses on, and then I couldn't see because the snow's Fogged covering up. my glasses. My glasses are fogging up. Um, and then we go out for uh, for the game, and like they're shoveling snow just so we can walk out there. They've got the uh, the, uh, the the trucks to to plow the snow, and then I go out there uh, for the first play, and I have to like me and the running back Sean Tyler got to kick the snow just so we can like move our feet because it was it was a lot. Tucson kid playing in that. I'm sure that experience was very unique for you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so, how cold did it get, by the way? It was, I mean, obviously it snowed, but like, could you feel the the freezing temperatures? Yeah, it was cold enough to where I couldn't feel. So. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it got it, it got cold enough where you know I'm getting hit by 250 pound linebackers and I'm not I'm not really feeling much other than the cold yeah. know, snow going into my undershirt. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, but you. Played your first year in college football. What was that experience like for you? Oh, it was amazing. I mean, I kind of did the roller coaster, um, just like a lot of freshmen. Um, you know, I was a scout team quarterback. I was a backup quarterback. I was I was signaling on the sideline. I was able to, you know, get on the headset, listen to what it's like for the coaches throughout the game. And then finally I was able to get my shot and just be able to sling it and kind of just took control of the team and, you know, led by example. And that's what I strive to do each and every day. Um, but, yeah, just kind of being that coach on the field, it was a blessing. So with that one year of experience now under your belt, how do you feel about yourselves going into year two? Oh, definitely get more comfortable, you know, with the guys. Uh, I think the chemistry, uh, we didn't really have much last year. You know, I got in uh, end of June, and so I was able to do summer workouts and then go straight into season. This year we kind of got all our winter conditioning program. We've got, been working out for a couple months, heading into spring ball, and now I'm just throwing, throwing with the guys each and every day, working out with the guys, building that relationship, especially with the guys and the coaches. So it makes a huge difference. For you, Toby, uh, watching your three boys play college football this past season, you're a proud dad. You've always been a proud dad. But to see your boys experience what they experienced last year, how do you put it into words? <clears throat> I, I'm just, um, you know, I don't like to, to actually think about it too much because, you, you know, I just want to keep rolling and enjoy the chapter and enjoy each day. And, uh, I don't again, like they're saying, you know, we don't take it for granted. I don't take it for granted. Um, and I know that. You know, things change, and it's a fluid situation. And I just keep telling them to control what they can control. And uh, But it's it's amazing. I mean, it's, it's it's like storybook amazing, you know, especially like going to the U of A game and, and knowing Trenton is going to run out that tunnel. And it's a different tunnel, right? But it's still that tunnel, and he's going to play on that field. And, uh, yeah, it's just awesome. And, and know every day. one thing I will say is to know that each and every day that my kids are – hitting the ground with purpose. You know, I'm never worried. I don't sit around and worry if they're going to have a day that just, you know, they're just bored or they don't have purpose that day because I know they're working hard and I know that they have goals and they're striving for it and they can't take a day off. Like, you just really can't mm. rest. You have to, and that's not a, a bad thing. It just is what it is. Like, so it's it's good and it's, uh, it's an amazing feeling to be a part of. I'm super proud of them, obviously. And your daughter, Rylan Bourget, now a senior at South Point Catholic, uh, she committed to ASU, going to be playing beach volleyball for the Sun Devils in the future. Six-time state champion. And it, does she have uh, potentially one more to add? 
She uh, she does. She there's a yeah. She has one more with beach volleyball. Um, okay. They, she can actually add two with beach volleyball because um, there's also an individual. But uh, but yeah, the, the, so it's it's a weird deal. But yeah, one one more with beach volleyball is going to be a, a nice goal. And uh, man, yeah, yeah, they're going. I think they're going for their third straight. Their, yeah, their third, third straight, straight beach volleyball as well as like soccer. So wow. And six-time state champion. Uh, what do you make of her athletic prowess and what she's been able to accomplish? Yeah, being a state champion, and unless you've been on a state championship team or won a state championship, it's it's just such a hard thing to do. Um, each of them has a story behind it because it's just there's always a, a hurdle or two or three or four. I mean, every game, everyone is scratching and clawing because win or go home. So to to be in those situations and to overcome that adversity and end up on top six times, six moments, you know, it's just like each of them has that moment, right? That mm-hmm. one moment where, oh, my gosh, we did it. And, uh, and it's a team sport. So I love the fact that she's been a part of something greater than herself. And it just really gives her a, a great aspect of being a winner in life. And I think it's going to bode well for her in the future. So. And she's the only girl in the family, right? She is the only, yeah. She's of how many siblings? Girl. Six of them. Six, and she's the only girl, and she's got all the state championships. How about that? Well, well, but she doesn't have all of them. She doesn't have all of them. I got one on the wall uh, back in the 90s in wrestling, but but she, she does have six of them. So it's, uh, yeah, she's carry. Basically, she won one for all the boys first, and then she won one for herself the last <laughs> one. And, you know, and how would you describe that dynamic as the dad seeing – her be with all the boys well i mean they can tell you stories from when she was just a little girl she's 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 a fireball like she's a really fierce competitor um and anything that they've ever done she's she's been right there you know she's she's a year younger than tracen so uh whenever tracen was allowed to play early because he was always playing up with his brothers yeah she was just like, well, why can't I play with my brothers? So there's games we watch on video. Where she's like six years old. She's playing with like 12U boys, uh, football, like wow. flag football. And she's playing like she'll, you know, she could play. She's got a mindset that she just, she doesn't feel like there's anything she can't do, which is just a great mindset. And when she, so by the time she got into sports where it was all girls, um, she'd been playing with, with boys kind of her whole life. So she just she had to give everything she had just to just to compete. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like she could just like, kind of take a playoff. Um, and she just she just got to a point where every time she stepped on a field, it was it was all gas. Mm-hmm. And now it you see her now even when they broke foot in that state championship game, she got on the field and it was just like everything she had every second she was on the field and it paid off and you know they're state champions again and it, and, it, and it, that that sort of energy is contagious. You know she has that. It's, it's kind of hard to play sports there sometimes, like the boys will say, like in the pandemic, we played volleyball in the backyard, and it was like she was playing for state championships, and we are just playing family volleyball. <laughs> like, it was just, we were stuck all together. There was the eight of us, yeah. right? And, uh, yeah, it was like, it was the Olympic trials or something. It's wow. Just, yeah, it's just tough. I, I was thinking about this during the break. How much is your Costco bill? When you when you go to the grocery store, like, what's the, what's the Borgay family Costco bill looking like? Yeah, it's... You know how the receipts are long. Ours looks like, like it's a scroll, like it's like a CVS a receipt. Speech. Yeah, no, it's like yeah, it's looks like a book. Yeah, <laughs> Mama's got a couple of carts and uh, yeah, it, 
It's a lot right now. Trace has got some teammates in town, and uh, you know it's spring break, so everybody's there. So oh, man. yeah, it's a lot of food. A lot of Absolutely. Uh, Trendon, from your perspective, uh, to see Rylan and what she's been able to accomplish, how do you put it into words? Yeah, you know, very special. You know, she's won six of them. You know, us three big boys, we never won one. We never even got to, you know, the state semis or, or tracing got to the championship. Um, but, you know, to see her do her thing, uh, you know, she's been a part of some great teams with some great coaches. Um, but, you know, I'm not surprised at all. You know, uh, the way she competes every day, you know, whether it's in school, whether it's in you know, volleyball, soccer, whether it's in the backyard, like we said, um, you know, she's going to compete and she's going to bring everybody else around her to play better. And, you know, she's she's made some great memories. And, you know, we're the biggest fans there at the games. You know, people know when the Borgays have arrived because, you know, we're rolling 50 deep, um, you know, just super excited. And, you know, being able to watch her the last, you know, all the state championships has been really special. And then for both you, uh, for both Trenton and Coben, uh, you're both at ASU right now. She's going to be playing at ASU, playing for the beach volleyball program. How excited are you? Uh, to get her up to Tempe. Yeah, it's going to be super special and super fun to have her in the backyard with us up in Tempe. And those beach volleyball games are going to get a crowd that they've probably never had up until this <laughs> point. So it's going to be a big crew being in the home state and going to bring the energy for Ryland and the team. And it's just going to be super special. Um, I look forward to it. All right, now, uh, since we have a, a few minutes left before we get Ryland over the phone, uh, NFL draft is coming up and Tucson turf is uh, very well-connected with Bajan Robinson. And he's probably going to be a first-round pick. No, he is going to be a first-round pick. He's going to be. It just depends on where he's going to fall in the first round. Uh, But, you know, you guys are friends with Bajan Robinson. You've known him for a long time. To see him have this moment, what does it mean for you guys? And how excited are you to to see Bajan Robinson uh, take that next step? We'll start with you, Trenton. Yeah, you know, for me, I'm not surprised. You know, we've known him ever since, you know, 9, 10 years old. And we've always said, you know, as great as a player as great as a player he is, he's even a better person. You know, always puts, you know, God first and his teammates and his family. And, you know, going up to Tempe and talking to my teammates, I'll talk about Bijan and just tell him, like, this kid's special. And like, yeah, like, we'll see, we'll see. And then, you know, now, four years later after Texas or whatever, they're like, you weren't lying. So, you know, I'm just super excited to see him get an opportunity and just to continue to do what he's been doing his whole life. And, you know, I just can't wait to see where he ends up. Coben, how would you describe Bajan's Robin, Bajan Robinson's progress from the time you guys were playing Tucson Turf 7-on-7 seven seven football to now? I want to say Bijan has lived up to everything that people have hyped him up to be from when he was first playing with us in youth ball to now and saying he's going to be the guy like we've always said. And he's lived up to that and even exceeded the standard for what we were thinking. And, you know, just like what Trenton was saying, his smile is contagious, and that's what everybody can take away from him off the field is that he's a great person, not just a great athlete. And so – He's exceeded what everybody's seen uh, for the future for him, and we look forward to him getting drafted. Now that's what it's come to. Yeah, and Coben and Trayson, you guys have had the luxury of being teammates with Bajan Robinson, both Tucson Turf and at South Point. Uh, Trayson, how would you describe Bajan Robinson's progress? You know, having him in the backfield, he's just someone that makes you want to work harder. Uh, you know, in practice, in the weight room, on the football field, you know, looking looking over my right shoulder and, and seeing Bajan right there, you know, that helps me, you know, want to be better. And then not only on the football field, but like the boys are saying, you know, just off the field, he's a an incredible role model, you know, in the classroom, you know, in, in the community, you know, in your household, and anything you're doing, you know, you, I just say, like, you want to be like Bijan. I mean, uh, I know a lot of kids look up to him on the football field, but if they saw him outside the football field, when he takes his pads off and how he's treating, you know, the, the community, it's it's so special. And it's, it's a, it, you don't see them come around often, you know, like Bijan. And so you want to you wanna be around him as long as possible, and he's just – doing what he's doing mm-hmm. and toby uh what, what's your perspective of, of bajan 
you know, I've coached a lot of kids through the years, and um, obviously athletically, he's very, very elite. Um, but he's such a rare bird because with great parenting, he's an example of just being raised with God first and, and family second. And football is just what he chose to do in life um, as a sport, and he's excelled in it. But again, you cannot you cannot beat that drum enough that he's got that he's got that it factor as a human being and it shines through in everything he's doing and god just blessed him with a, a statue of a body right that he's worked into and molded into something that he's going to be able to use in the nfl and he's just uh he's, he's going to shine his light you know wherever he is and it's it's just great i tell kids you know all the time i just remind them that you know a guy like that it's okay to be different you know you don't have to be what everybody thinks is cool right yeah um you know you walk god's path and that light will shine just as bright as the cool kid that's making a lot of noise but john doesn't have to make a lot of noise because he is the noise it speaks for itself man that's correct absolutely borgay takeover here on espn radio we got trenton coben and Trayson and father toby borgay joining us in studio uh coming up next though we have rylan borgay six-time state champion uh, future ASU Sun Devil, she calls in to talk about joining ASU and collecting six, six state championships. More Spears and Ali coming up next. Spears. Justin Spears, I like that. And Ali. I want to be entertaining, but I'm not stupid enough to compare myself to Ali. We'll be right back on 1490 AM ESPN Tucson. It's the Borgay Takeover here on Spears and Ali, ESPN Tucson, 1490 AM, 94.9 HD Channel 4, and the Spears and Ali podcast. We have Borgay brothers, Trenton, Coben, and Trayson, and Father Toby joining us in studio. And now time to bring on Rylan Borgay, six-time state champion and future ASU Sun Devil. She joins us here on ESPN Tucson. Rylan, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Thank you for joining us. So, you're a, a six-time state champion. You've won state championships in soccer, volleyball, and beach volleyball. When you look back on all the titles that you won, is there one that really stands out above the rest? You know, it's hard to say. I think all the teams that I've been on, they've all been so different. Every championship game has been so different. So they all hold a place in my heart. I wouldn't say one's better than the other. That's for sure, though. So I'm curious, uh, what is it like being uh, – the the daughter or the sister in uh, a household that has six siblings and the rest of them are boys i think growing up it really toughened me up i was able to really step up my game in order to even be at their level and sometimes they knock me down but you know they pick me up always so it's always super competitive and they taught me a lot so i'm super grateful for all of them which of the siblings gave you the hardest time Coben, Coben for sure. <laughs> why, why, why Coben? He just likes, you know, to, you know, pick on me or try to get under my skin. But I've grown to get used to it. He's, he's funny though. Hold on, I gotta get Coben's perspective <laughs> on this. Why, why did you pick on Rylan, man? I feel like she was the one that tried to pick on me, even though she was younger. Um, she was always easy to get under her skin, though, so I knew how to, like, go at her from different angles and get her fired up and kind of mad, but ended up turning her into a big competitor. Um, and I feel like I'm the one that trained her to be how she is now. So is, those six, t- six titles uh, come back to me, actually. Uh, is that true, Ryland? Do you attribute your trash-talking <laughs> skills to Coben? It may be partially. <laughs> Uh, so how did you get involved in, in your respective sports? Playing soccer, volleyball, beach volleyball, uh, what was the influence behind those sports? 
So soccer and flag football were the first sports I played at a young age, about six years old. And then I played both of those growing up. But then coming to the high school, I gave up softball for beach volleyball. So I'd only been playing it for about a year and a half coming into high school. So I, I stuck with it for the four years here at South Point. And then indoor volleyball, I just played for fun. And then obviously I stuck with the childhood sports soccer here at South Point as well. But I had to give up basketball in order to play soccer. So there's a lot of trade-offs when I came into high school. And who were athletic figures that you looked up to growing up? Uh, probably my brothers, always going to their games, watching them be successful wherever they played, whoever they played against. Always super inspiring, for sure. Ryland Borgay joining Spears and Ali on ESPN Radio. So we just we just talked about how you were playing flag football, and you were mm-hmm. part of the Tucson Turf. What can you tell us just about your football experience and what you gained from that? Football is probably my favorite sport, actually, to play, if I'm going to be honest. I wish there was more opportunities to play it, but... I'm super glad I got to play it for the time I could. Growing up, I got to play on the boys' team. I feel like that helped me as a competitor with my confidence and stuff like that. So it was super fun. I was pretty successful growing up playing it. Just things that there's not much opportunities now that I'm getting older. What position did you play in football? I played quarterback and then receiver when I needed to. Okay. So what were you better at, quarterback or receiver? Uh, I would say quarterback. So is she the better quarterback out of anyone in the family? Let's just say she played four games of powder puff and she scored like 13 touchdowns last year. Oh, man. How about that? She's going after Bajan's record. Thursday is the powder puff, so she's going to try to break them this year. Thursday, Friday this this year at South Point. That's awesome. So, Ryland, you've won six state championships in three different sports. It's a career unlike any other. How do you look back on – your high school athletics career and all the success that you gained from it? I, I just think it was super unexpected, you know, coming into high school. Obviously, the goal is to win state, but to do it multiple times is just a blessing to have the coaches that I have and all the different teammates and the friendships that I formed. It's a lot bigger than just a few state championships, the teams and stuff. It's memories that I won't forget, like, for the rest of my life. So I'm super blessed. How would you describe the, the intensity that goes into competing for a state championship game? I just think it's a process. A lot of people just focus on the last game and think that's it. That's all the success that we have. But it really is a season long, a few months of just hardcore training and everyone buying into the process. So it's a lot bigger than just the championship game. I think a lot of people don't realize that. Mm -hmm. And now you're going to be taking your talents to Arizona State next season. Uh, You'll be uh, going to Tempe to play for their beach volleyball program. Uh, Why ASU? I just think the family aspect of it, having my brothers there, my parents being alumni, it being in Tempe. Tempe is a great place to be. The school has a good reputation for education and what I want to pursue there. So I think I can have a set-up future going there. And the, the recruiting process, what can you tell us just about that? Because, I mean, of course, it helps having Coben and Trenton up at ASU, but what was the communication mm-hmm. like between you and the ASU Beach Volleyball Program? I think we first in, introduced one another at a showcase tournament back last summer. And then I went to a camp early December, and then I kept updating them with film and just updates on how I'm doing in my sport. And then they called me a few weeks ago to let me know that a spot had opened up and that they want to offer me it. So super exciting. Stuck to the plan. Growing up, were you an Arizona fan? Yes, big time, big time U of A fan. So 
big time U of A fans in the Borgay household, and now three of them are playing <laughs> athletics up at ASU. What do you make of that? I mean, I would have never saw that coming. Like, if you would have asked me when I was 10 years old, like, are you going to ASU? I would have laughed in your face probably. But, <laughs> you know, just how things work out. So super blessed, super excited that my brothers and I had the opportunity to pursue our sport at the college level, even if it's at ASU. I'm curious for, for you, to- uh, Toby, to see your two boys play football, now your daughter playing at ASU. Uh, you grew up watching Arizona, and now you're a Sun Devil household. Yeah, I mean, Back in 95, when I was going to transfer from NAU to ASU, I, I told my buddies I couldn't go to ASU. They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I just can't. In my family, we can't go to ASU. And, but, but after going there and getting my, my degree from there, my wife got her degree from there, you know, it just opened up my mind that it's just crazy how your mind just so focused on its rivalry and then to realize, no, it's just it's a great school. It's, a, it's, it's, still, it's Arizona, and you just get through the rivalry thing, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's a great school. So when the kids had their opportunity there, it's just like absolutely, it's it, there is no, it, I don't know. It's just real easy to to go. Ah, oh well, yeah. On the next page, let's roll. Yeah. You know, you're supporting your kids first. The school is amazing. The weather's still amazing. It's it's a great place to be, and I'm just uh, excited that God had that plan, and it's uh, it's broadened our minds and our horizons. Absolutely, absolutely. And Ryland, you know, you haven't gotten there yet, but what are you hoping to get from? playing at ASU and going to college for the next four years? I think the level there is like as high as it gets for my sports. I'm super excited to be surrounded by some competitive athletes and also just meet a lot of new people, make new friendships, have some great mentors and coaches and stuff like that. Just the people in the environment is going to be super unique there. And have you thought about what you're going to be majoring in? Um, It's still up for discussion, but I want to be a sports broadcaster when I'm older, so I think journalism they have the top three i think journalism school at asu so i'm definitely looking into that that they do that they do the walter cronkite school of journalism is top notch so yep. you're going to be in, in great hands up there uh what what made you want to become a sports broadcaster i think just being around sports my whole life watching it i've actually commentated games this past year just having it be a key part of my life is something that i want to stick to and continue to be around it that's a better answer than Stephen a smith i'll tell you that uh, ryland borgay joining spears and ali on espn tucson ryland six-time state champion at south point catholic getting ready to take on asu sun devils for the next four years as member of the beach volleyball program ryland congratulations on all your success thank you for joining us today and uh looking forward to hearing from you for the next time thank you so much thanks ryland all right Parting words from the Borgay family. What do you make of uh, Rylan and, and what she's been able to do? <clears throat> you know, I'm not very surprised at what she's done. Like I said, uh, she's really put in the work and effort. You know, just this morning she was up at like 5.30, I felt like, and woke me up making breakfast. But she's putting in work every day, working out, lifting, running. You know, I, I wouldn't want to race her right now. Um, but, you know, I'm just super <laughs> excited for her. and I just can't wait to, for her to be up there at Tempe with us and to show her what, uh, what ASU is all about. Excellent. You know, it's always fun seeing your sibling succeed and for her to succeed the way she is. Um, I just like how she looks up to us the way that I used to look up to Ben Noriega at Cienega. <laughs> and for Ryan to look up to us and, you know, to beat us in our accomplishments and get six titles, is a it's a big deal. And we definitely don't take it for granted watching her play. How much did Nordy pay you to say that? <laughs> Nothing. This, this is free right here. That's, right that's my mentor right there from the time I was young to now. Uh, he plays a big 
a big role in my life with academics and also sports as well. So shout out Nordy Nation. Nordy Nation. <laughs> oh man, uh, Trayson, before uh, we let you go, um, like you said, you're getting ready for your, for your second season at Western Michigan. How you how you feeling right now? Just being removed from high school, now becoming a young man. Oh yeah, it's uh it's definitely a process, you know, having to be away from the family. I'm definitely, you know, family is huge and very important in my life, and you know, having to be away from them, it, it's making me grow up. But I think it's best for me and you know, best for my my little brothers. Uh, you know, I want to shout out uh, my two younger brothers, Kendron and Emran. You know, those are like my best friends. You know, growing up, you know, I'm, I want to be the best role model that I can be for them. Um, so you know, whether I'm doing that, you know, in the household or all the way in Kalamazoo, Michigan, you know playing on ESPN on Wednesday nights, you know. <laughs> Maction, baby. Maction, yep, yep. You got, you got to love it. You We're hanging the flag it. high Thank in the studio. All right, Borgay brothers, Trenton, Coben, and Trayson joining us in studio. Obviously, Father Toby Borgay joining us. Guys, thanks for coming by. I appreciate it, man. As always. All right, coming up next, we're gonna we're gonna continue Top Five Tuesday. We're gonna rank Top Five Pac-12 tournament moments for the Arizona Wildcats. Stay tuned. More Spears and Ali coming up next. If they order fajitas at Chili's, is that a red flag? That's the first date in the last date. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. She's like, I'm a Chargers fan. I'm a Lakers fan. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. She gets the fajitas. Fajitas. And like, I'm out. Man. I can't love, do it. I love when my man looks like a strawberry shortcake. <laughs> <laughs> and the king of hearts. King of hearts. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you want to talk about really good jeans? The family we just had in studio, they have excellent jeans. Mm-hmm. Not Levi either. Not, not Wranglers either, man. Not Levi's, not Wranglers, not true religion jeans. No, these uh, we're talking about the, the gene pool here. The Borgays came by in studio. Uh, Trenton just uh, finishing up at a very awesome season with the ASU Sun Devils. Uh, looking to win the starting quarterback job at ASU once again this year with uh, first-year head coach Kenny Dillingham. And then Coben Borgay, ASU wide receiver. Trayson Borgay playing quarterback at Western Michigan. Then we then we just spoke to uh, Ryland Borgay over the phone, who's a six-time state champion. And also a quarterback. Also a quarterback. <laughs> Incredible genes, man. The athletic gene pool in that family is off the charts. Uh, so I know Toby Borgay, uh, who is also in studio with us. That's a proud papa. I know for a fact that 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 dude right there is just just uber proud of his kids. In impeccable shape. And impeccable shape. Also, <laughs> I'm curious to to hear about that. Or we we did ask him about it. The grocery bill from Costco, the the carts full, and Toby said that the the receipt at Costco it's just like a it's like a script, like a long script. It's a CVS type of receipt. That's how much they get down at at Costco, man. It's that that right there, a lot of food feeding those kids. It's a lot of a lot of nutrients right there. But uh, appreciate all of the the Borgays for stopping by in studio and Ryland Borgay for calling in to the show. Now time to move along to top five Tuesday. Uh, before Tuesday. before we actually we go to top five Tuesday, I think it's time that we give away some tickets here. If you want to get a four pack of tickets to any Tucson Roadrunners home game for the remainder of the season, any home game, call in right now, 719-1490, 719-1490. Caller number one at 719-1490 will get a four-pack of tickets to any Tucson Roadrunners home game for the remainder of the season. Winners must pick up tickets by April 13th at 5 p.m. 
but that's like over a month away. So you have plenty of time. Call in right now, 719-1490, 719-1490, and secure those four pack of tickets to a Tucson Roadrunners home game. All right, so top top five Tuesday here on Spears and Ali with Pac-12 tournament officially starting this week. Arizona will face the winner of either Stanford or Utah in that Thursday game. I was wondering about top five most interesting moments in the Pac-12 tournament for the Arizona Wildcats. Doesn't necessarily have to be positive memories for the Arizona Wildcats. Here we go. So Arizona, they've been playing in the Pac-12 tournament in Las Vegas uh, now going back 10 years. Uh, the first one was the 2012-13 season. And if we, we all remember, that was the he-touched-the-ball year. Sean Miller, double dribble on Mark Lyons, that was called. And Sean Miller went into the post-game interview in the press conference and just raved about that terrible call. Uh, so ever since that moment... Arizona's had a lot of success in the the Pac-12 tournament, uh, and let's let's run through it all. Okay, I promise you, there's going to be some positive moments, but there's also going to be some some negative moments too. Starting off with number five, to me, that he touched the ball moment is one of the most iconic memories in the Pac-12 tournament. Arizona takes on UCLA. Mark Lyons gets called for a double dribble, but if you look at the review, if you look at the film. I forgot who was playing for UCLA at the time. I think it was uh, Adams or somebody. They got their hand in, forced the the ball to slip out of Mark Lyons' hands, and then Mark Lyons continued to dribble. But they they actually called double dribble. And Sean Miller's like, no, 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 no. He touched the ball. He stripped the ball away. That means that he could start dribbling again. And then Sean Miller goes into the postgame press conference and says, this is what I told the ref. He touched the ball. He touched the ball. He touched the ball. He touched the ball. We've been working November, December, January, February. Here we are in March. My man over there, he's never going to come back. And he points at Solomon Hill. Iconic moment. Will always be remembered in Arizona basketball history. Sean Miller, he touched the ball. First year in Las Vegas at MGM Grand Garden Arena in the Pac-12 tournament. So that checks in at number five. 2016 Pac-12 tournament comes in at number four for me. Uh, the 2016 Pac-12 tournament, Ryan Anderson, Mark Tolleson, you know, that crew, they were playing against Oregon. And the reason why I put this as top five most interesting moments is because when they were playing against Oregon, and remember the year prior, they absolutely smacked Oregon in the Pac-12 tournament championship game. But in 2016 against the Ducks, Mark Tollison stole the inbounds pass and had a chance to win the game for the Arizona Wildcats. It was late. Mark Lyons gets the big play for Arizona, draws the foul. All he had to do was make two free throws, and Arizona wins the basketball game. But he only made one, and it put the game into overtime, and Oregon eventually won the game. But I just think about that moment Mark Tollefson having that kind of year, it was very pedestrian. He was very pedestrian that season, but he had his opportunity to kind of make his mark on the Arizona basketball program. Well, his name is Mark Tollefson. He kind of did. (laughs) That's a very good point. He did, but not in the the good way. But had a chance to, to 
win the game for Arizona, missed the free throw. Arizona wins it. He was so bummed after the game. I remember talking to him, and he, he was like, man, I, I messed it up for us. And I thought about, you know, so many guys in history with Arizona basketball, they've had the, the chance to etch their name in Arizona basketball lore. Mark Tolleson in the Pac-12 tournament, Jamel Horn in the 2018, or excuse me, 2011 Elite Eight against UConn. All he had to do was just make that corner three-pointer. Arizona goes to the Final Four. Jamel Horn is celebrated for the rest of eternity with Arizona basketball fans, but that was not the case. Instead, disappointing finish for the Arizona Wildcats. Now moving on to number three, the third most memorable moment in the Pac-12 tournament for the Arizona Wildcats since the tournament has been played in Las Vegas. I got to go back to 2018, five years ago, when DeAndre Ayton and company won the Pac-12 tournament. And probably the most iconic play of that whole thing happened in the championship game when DeAndre Ayton draws the double team. And then all of a sudden you see a slashing Raleigh Alkins coming in from the top of the key. DeAndre Ayton then dumps it off to Raleigh. Raleigh rises up and puts poor USC guard Elijah Stewart on the nastiest poster I've ever seen at the college basketball level. And kind of like AI uh, stepped over him, like as soon as Raleigh Alkins landed, yelled at the crowd, and then stepped over a poor Elijah Stewart. So not only did Elijah Stewart get dunked on, but he got stepped over like Tyron Lue and and Allen Iverson. That's the most disrespectful moment I've ever seen at the Pac-12 tournament. But DeAndre Ayton in that tourney was was special. Uh, The game against USC and UCLA... DeAndre Ayton was at a whole nother level, and when you look back at how he performed, that's why he was the number one overall pick. DeAndre Ayton was a special generational college basketball talent. And then I got to go with 2017 tournament for number two, Lori Markkinen and company beating UCLA and Oregon. If you remember that year, the Ducks and the Bruins were the top teams in the Pac-12. Arizona... They were a really good team, but Oregon and UCLA, Oregon went to the Final Four that year. UCLA had Lonzo Ball in company. And in the process of winning the Pac-12 Tournament Championship, Arizona throttled UCLA and then beat the hell out of Oregon. And i got to give big props to Sean Miller for that championship game because if you remember, Arizona made an adjustment in the starting lineup. They put in Keanu Pinder in the starting lineup. Keanu Pinder... Then stepped up, guarded guys like Dylan Brooks and company, and Arizona was able to get it done in that 2017 tournament. However, the last two things that we just discussed, the 2017 and 2018 tournament, they're vacated because of Raleigh Alkins and you know NCAA sanctions. Uh, but our top tournament moment from the Pac-12 tournament in Las Vegas, I think has to be last year. Tommy Lloyd in year one, winning the Pac-12 outright, winning the regular season championship, and then winning the tournament championship. And how Arizona won was fascinating. Because remember, Kerr Creesa was out with an ankle injury. Justin Kyer got into foul trouble. So they needed a couple of ball handlers. Dalen Terry steps up. He has seven assists. You also have Pella Larson playing a, a little bit of a point guard role. And Arizona, they overcame a 12-point deficit to beat the UCLA Bruins. Adama Ball hit a couple of big threes in that second half. Arizona faced a lot of adversity. The chips 
were stacked against the Wildcats last year and how they overcame that, led by Azulis Tubelis, Dalen Terry, Benedict Matherin, uh, was certainly something special to watch. And year one under Tommy Lloyd, Tommy Lloyd is a very even keel, relaxed dude, but Tommy Lloyd, even him, he was fighting back tears talking about last year's Arizona team. So the 2022 Pac-12 Tournament Championship, to me, is the top moment in Las Vegas for the Arizona Wildcats ever since the conference tournament moved to Las Vegas. All right, that is our Top 5 Tuesday. If you want to weigh in on Pac-12 tournament memories for the Arizona Wildcats, 719-1490 is the phone number, 719-1490. We are wrapping up Day 2 of Spears and Ali coming up next. Spears. Justin Spears, I like that. And Ali. I want to be entertaining, but I'm not stupid enough to compare myself to Ali. We'll be right back on 1490 AM ESPN Tucson. Text ESPN Tucson to 95938 to join the ESPN Tucson Mobile Club. You'll get updates from us about events, deals, contests, and alerts you need to know about. Message data rates may apply. Day two of the morning shift, almost in the books. Appreciate everyone who's been rocking with us here from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN Tucson. We'll be back tomorrow, and very special guest, Bea Rasul. Bea is a former senior defensive analyst for the Arizona Wildcats football team, now the newest cornerbacks coach for Illinois State. So Bea is calling in as uh, Illinois State gets ready for spring football, and uh, he'll be joining us at 725. And then uh, we'll also be hearing from Henry Breen, my colleague from the Arizona Daily Star, at 840. And the reason why we're bringing Henry on is because he just wrote a, a story on Live Golf coming to Tucson and Dove Mountain chopping down a couple of saguaro cacti to make room for the Live Golf tournament. And us Tucsonans know you don't mess with our saguaro cacti. And yes, it is cacti. Only place you can see them in the world, man. Although uh, AP style, Associated Press style, if I were to write cacti plural in a story, it has to be cactuses, which I find absolutely absurd. It's cacti. But anyways, uh, yeah, they apparently chopped down a couple of cacti at Dove Mountain to make room for live. And that's a – it's sacred to us here in Tucson, but that's also a misdemeanor, right? <laughs> like you can face some serious jail time. Uh, by cutting down saguaros if you're caught doing it. And uh, in Henry's story, apparently they were, quote, chopping them down like cucumbers. So, yeah. Like Hen- chopping them up and stuff? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like layer by layer. Just, you know, not a parfait. You know, we love parfaits. No, they were chopping them down like they were chopping down cucumbers. So, Henry is going to come on the show tomorrow at 840 to uh, tell us the story there and give us all the deets. Um, all right, so we have a couple minutes left of today's show. We were just talking uh, Pac-12 tournament memories for the Arizona Wildcats. It's going to be a, a very busy day for Arizona basketball because conference awards are coming out. Here in just the, the next couple of hours, we're going to figure out who the Pac-12 player of the year is, and I don't think it's going to be Azulis Tubelis. Although that Azulis Tubelis leads the Pac-12 in points and rebounding, that hasn't been done since Leon Poe from Cal in 2006. It's not often that a player leads the conference in points and rebounds. And Azulis Tabellis is making history. But 
with how Jaime Jaquez has performed, especially over the last month and a half or so, I think it's going to go to Jaime Jaquez. He's the best player on the best team in the conference. And I, actually, I think it's going to be a big day for UCLA, period. Uh, Azulis Tubelas, he'll get on the All-Pac-12 team once again. Um, I'm curious to see what happens with guys like uh, Umar Balo, who I think is deserving of uh, being on the All-Pac-12 team. Uh, but I'm I'm wondering what's going to happen with the the Freshman of the Year award. I really think Amari Bailey from UCLA will get it. Uh, Trey White from USC will probably be a close second, or maybe Adem Bona, the star UCLA big man. But Amari Bailey has won Pac-12 Freshman of the Week like three or four times this season. So he's been a household name for the Bruins, even though he's been banged up at some points this season. Amari Bailey has been special for UCLA. And so I'm banking on him being freshman of the year. Uh, I'm banking on Jaime Jaquez winning Pac-12 player of the year. Unfortunately, sixth man of the year won't go to Pella Larson. He started way too many games before Arizona made that switch. But certainly deserving of it because how he's performed ever since Tommy Lloyd made that change against USC a while back. Arizona, they're going to have... Some awards today, but expect UCLA to clean house. That'll do it for this episode of Spears and Ali. Subscribe, rate, and comment the Spears and Ali podcast. We'll be back tomorrow morning starting at 7.